Baruch Hashem, we're blessed to begin another day of our life, and Hashem has gifted us the gift of being alive, the gift of having the ability not just that we are alive, Baruch Hashem, but the gift that we can change, and we can grow, and we can make a difference, we can make things different in our lives, we could make ourselves better, which is the purpose of life is for a person to work on himself and to break himself and to go against his nature. The malachim and the animals are not able to do what a human being is able to do. And Klal Yisrael specifically, Baruch Hashem was given the Torah, as the Mesil Sisharim says in Parakut Aleph, when he talks about Chil Hashem, is that Nasan Lanu is Torah Hashem has given us the Torah in order that through that we can reach our Shlemus. That the reason Hashem has given us the Torah is to help us work on ourselves, to help us be better, to help us change, to help us be more sensitive, to help us learn how to break ourselves and to become better and better and better. The Yitzhahara, of course, of course the Yitzhahara, the, uh, the Yitzhahara, of course, pushes a person down and says, oh, you have problems, so that's a problem. The Yitzhahara pushes down a person by saying, you have a problem, so that's a problem. And that's not true. If you have a problem, that's the biggest blessing in the world. Because it means that you are here on this world and it's clear what it is that you have to work on. And it's clear what it is that you have to fix. And we know very clearly how negativity and a person thinking negative is the flow. Negative is the flow that people are. That's natural. If you want to go against negativity, you have to work to go against it. But the natural flow is, uh, I didn't get enough sleep. The natural flow is, uh, what's going to be like this? The natural flow is for a person to focus on what is missing and what he doesn't have. To go against that and to break that is someone who is able, as a victim, a victim is all negative. What's the victim? The victim is, ah, it's everybody else's fault. It's everybody else's whatever it might be that is keeping me from being who I am being. That is what is holding me back from becoming the person who I want to become. There's nothing further than the truth because the only one who's holding you back from becoming who you want to become is yourself. And the only person who's holding you back from being positive is yourself. And one of the things that we try and do every day is we try and learn the Hilchus Lashon Hara. And I want to just share with you something I learned yesterday that is so incredible about Lashon Hara. So, so incredible. And it's brought down um, in a medrash. And in purity of speech, he brings it, but, but I just want to bring out the point that he says. And the, the medrash says that the door of Achav, even though they worshipped Avodah Zarah, could you imagine? The generation of Achav, they all were bowing down to idols, doing the worst of the worst of the worst. Talk about people who are not from. Talk about people who are bowing down Two idols. But it says, 
When they would go to war, they would be successful. And the Medrash says, why was this true? The Lama came, because it says, which means people didn't speak Lushan Hara. People did not speak Lushan Hara. And they explain what's the shot. Listen to this. When somebody does an Avera, there's no way for the person to be punished for the Avera he has done. The only way that a person is punished from the Avera that he did is only when someone, when there is a Mekatre, when there is a prosecution against him. And the only way to have a prosecution against another Jew is when there is Lashon Hara. So that means when somebody speaks Lashon Hara, they are the ones who are bringing down the punishment within the Jewish people. It's a very scary thought, but it's incredible. It's almost like we've learned that there's the Heichel Haschus, right, in the Zohar he brings down, that there is a Heichel, there is a... Um, uh, a chamber of the Zohar says in, that in Shemayim there's a Heichel of 71 Sanhedrin who look to find the schusim of the Jewish people. And then there's a Heichel where the Satan sits to judge and talk badly, which is what brings all the punishment in the world. So he says, from where does each Heichel draw its power? The Zohar says when a person thinks positively and finds good in another Jew, then the Heichel HaSchus finds Chusim. However, if a person always finds fault in others, then the Satan will find fault with him, and there, then there's prosecution. So the power of the way we look at things, the power of the way we speak for sure, here he's talking about even the way we look at other people, the way we look at ourselves, is so, so powerful. And the Yitzhahara, of course, wants us to see negative. That's, of course, the Yitzhahara wants us to think negative, to see negative, to wake up in the morning and say, oh gosh, okay, what's going on today? What's going to be like this? Brings all the negativity. And one of our avoda, one of the things that we can do, one of the things that we can try and do as much as we can, and it's every day, it's day in, day out. It's day in and day out. What we can try and do is we can try and work to find the good within ourselves, to find the good in each other, to be open, to be open. When you have problems, when a person has problems, the biggest thing with that, thank you so much, the biggest problem when, when a person has problems is that he thinks that that is a problem. Or when he sees in somebody else, that somebody else, oh, this guy has this problem. So what's the big deal? What's the big deal if this guy has a problem? Why can't this person be a little bit self-centered? Why can't this person be a little bit immature? Why can't this person, why does this person have to be perfect? I'm not perfect. When we judge ourselves, we judge others. When we judge others, we judge ourselves. I have to be perfect. Yes, yeah, Shimon. Um, is there a time period before you get prosecuted? Because like, as, as you said previously, Right. Right. So I think he says right. So the measure says that only when the person says something. Only when there's lashon. 
71. The other one is um, just Sutton. Just Sutton. It's on page Shimon. It's on page 38 in Purity of Speech. Page 38, day 10. He brings from the Zohar. Ayin Shem. Okay, let's learn the halacha. Oh, ben, you had a question? Okay, let's learn the halacha. Day, I think we're on, I, I lost the place for a second. Yeah. Day, day 77. Here we go. Day 77, 196. About whom are you not allowed to speak, Rechilas? About any Jew, including an Am Haaretz. Someone who is ignorant of Torah. So a person who is ignorant of Torah, who talks negatively about someone, you are not allowed to repeat it. Now, there's even a greater Isser to repeat negative information spoken by a Talmud Chacham. For example, you repeat to your friend, I heard this rabbi say that you always instigate arguments. So this is not good. Number one, it is quite rare that a Talmud Chacham would speak against someone without a constructive purpose. Thus, by blaming the Talmud Chacham for speaking negatively, you are also, in essence, lying. Number two, our Torah instructs us to support Talmud Chachamim and to give them honor. It is therefore a grave Avera to cause someone to bear a grudge against them. And number three, it is known that a person will be most offended when told that a respected person spoke negatively about him. Therefore, your words can cause much hatred and machlokas. If the Talmud Chacham is the Rav of the Shul, it can even cause him to be fired and resulting in the loss of his source of livelihood, Hilchus Rechilas Zion Beis. So it's very, so a person is not even allowed to repeat information by someone who is not a Talmud Chacham, someone who is not a learned person in Torah and Avodah Hashem. But when it's spoken about a Talmud Chacham, it's again, for three reasons, it's even worse. Number one, because, because it could be your line. Because a Talmud Chacham who's true to being a Talmud Chacham will not, will not say anything without constructive purposes. Number two, again, uh, it's uh, a, a, the other person who's going to bear a grudge against a Talmud Chacham. And number three, you will cause uh, machlokes and people to, to disrespect this Talmud Chacham. Okay, question, comments on that? We good? Question, comments? Okay. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha. Yes. It's not just a brother shul. The point is, if it's a Talmud Chacham and you're saying, "Oh, did you hear that? That the, what what he, what that Rav said about so and so," and you tell the person, so it's even stronger because the person says, "Oh my gosh, the Rav says or the Rebbe said something terrible about me," so it causes 
people to start saying, oh, why did he say that? He was angry at him. Uh, he, so it's, it, it, it brings out all these negative things. It's saying even in Amma Aretz, you're not allowed to say that about it. Because that's right, Rechiel. Even someone who doesn't know any Torah, you're not allowed to say, oh, he said this thing negative about that person. That's Rechiel. Saying at Chacham, you're even, it's even worse than that. Worse than, than a regular person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. So Hashem will help us all. Let us be Zoha, each and every one of us, to see the beauty in ourselves, to love ourselves more, to love each other more, and to realize that the more a person can work on being positive, and it's something you have to work on every day, something a person has to work on every, every day, to be more positive, to see that I can change, to see that I can grow, to see that I can work on myself, I could better myself, I could, I could learn to, to change myself, I could learn to have a different life, because the way a person starts his different life is, is now, the sooner you do it, the sooner you do it, because you gotta do it anyway. Whatever you're thinking that you gotta do in your life at some point, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you're gonna have to do it. The question is, when are you doing it? As we're gonna learn in Zerizus, right? The question is, when am I going to do it? And the more you push it off, the harder it becomes. And not only that, you create all these fears in your mind of why it is that I don't wanna do it, but you gotta face it anyway. You have to face, right, fear, right? Fear is either forget everything and run, which is naturally what we do, myself included, we forget everything and we run, or we face everything and rise. And that's hard to face the things that you don't want to face. It's very hard. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. Yeah, Hashem Mamash prepares me for the shir every day with little uh, events that happen. So both myself and Yosef and my brother Avi, we learned today a new thing. It's called fright or flight, my wife taught us. Yes. And the background to the story is that my wife does social skills, and there's a kid that comes from a family, divorced family, father not so healthy, and last week, she, she was, he has anger problems. So she told me that one of the methods that she did with him was that they were playing a game, and she beat him, and she said, you see, I won, I won, I won. And he went crazy, he was holding on, eventually he grabbed on her, and she kept on doing it. And the point was for him to learn not to go into the a method of fright and flight. So today, he didn't want to go to school. Today, um, when I woke up, he didn't want to come over. And she said, I'm gonna go over to take him to school and walk him to God. And this is a three-year-old or a four-year-old. Wow. And uh, and I was like, stop it, you're not getting paid even, and stop driving. I, I guess I was projecting my problems. But she, she didn't listen. And she went in the car and she was telling me, and Yosef, if she doesn't face it now, in 20 years, and as I told students of mine, if you can't sit across me when I criticize you, and you get up and leave, you will leave your wife. Fact, she will annoy you, you will even eventually get divorced, and I've seen that happen with certain people, unfortunately. But so, and she went, and she called us five minutes later. She and she was walking with him to God, and she said, "You see how simple it was? It only took five minutes. Now I'll go straight in your room, and everything will be fine." 
But that, that's the segue to what Rebbe's going to be talking about today. Um, if you don't face it, you fright or flight when you get scared, you got to face it, or you'll face it with five kids and a wife, and it will be ten times off. Beautiful. Amazing, amazing. Beautiful. So Hashem will help will help each and every one of us. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Yes, Shlaim. What does that mean? Fight or flight? Fight or flight. It basically means uh, the natural thing. It's where it, the, the, the natural thing is um, when a person has natural anxiety. Right is is a very is a very healthy thing. Why? Because if you want to protect yourself, and you're going to fight, you have to decide. Am I? Uh, it used to be, let's say, a lion comes to a person. Right. So what am I going to do? Am I going to fight, or I'm going to get out of there? So the feeling that people a lot of times when they have these fears, they have anxiety. What the anxiety is is they don't know what to do with their fight. Am I fighting or am I, or am I running away? You're not, well, that's flight. Fight is you're facing it. Flight. Well, you're gonna, you do one or the other. You do one or the other. You either fight it or you flight it. You either deal with it or you run away. That's what he said. Fear is either forget everything and run. That's flight. Face it. Or face everything arrives, or you're facing it. So what he's saying is an example of a three-year-old kid, a four-year-old kid, but that's the way it works, right? What, 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 uh, what phones have done for us, right? Or the mall, the mall machine, the entertainment machine, what it's done is it's helped us forget everything and run. Because I don't have to deal, right? The second I'm alone, right, and I feel anxious, and people might look at me as being alone, I'll right away go like this. I'm not alone, I have, I have 100 people texting me right now. But it used to be without your, your entertainment machine, right, what would you do? You'd have to face the uncomfortable feelings. Right? That's why people run to their alcohol. Why am I grabbing my alcohol? Because um, I don't wanna deal. I don't wanna deal with it, so let me take a shot. Ah, I'm all okay. That's running away. But the more a person deals, and the more a person deals, and the more a person works and faces and faces and faces, then he ends up, because you're like Rabbi Tzvi is saying, you're going to have to face it eventually. You will have to face it. The earlier you face it, the better off you are. There's a quote by Y.Y. Jacobson that says, we're all addicts trying to escape self-consciousness. Right, correct, right? Right, we're all trying to escape to run away from it because it's hard. It's hard to face it, but it's harder not to face it. It's harder not to face it. Okay. Yes. Also, sounds like it's more along the lines uh, of a gift and not a punishment. Because it's like there's this thing sitting right in front of me, and if I do it, I get to live a whole different, more capable, more confident life. And the thing is, is that it's going to always be there for me. Even when I don't want to take the gift, it'll be when I'm 20, 21, 22, 23. And all, everybody around me is going to offer me the gift. My roommate, my wife, it's this awesome gift. I get to grab it, live confident, and I can start right now. Awesome. Beautiful. I like that perspective. I like that perspective. Beautiful, beautiful. Hashem will help each and every one of us 
the key is to keep on, the key is for a person to keep on coming back and reminding himself of everything that we're talking about. It's not about, okay, I got it. When people say like, okay, I understood it. It's not about understanding it. Laman Yilmad Lira Sashem. You have to review it every day. It's just like your relationship with your wife. You're going to say, oh, I love her. I loved her. We went out and I loved her 15 years ago. What? You have to love her today. What, what does that mean? Oh, I love my kids. I told, I told my kid when he was uh, at his bar mitzvah how much I love him. So why do I have to tell him when he's 18 years old how much I love him? I told him already that I love him. No, every day, every day. Same with yourself. What do you mean you love yourself? How do you prove that you love yourself? How many times have you told yourself? How many times have you done things for yourself? Every time you do positive things for yourself, that's another investment into you showing how much you love yourself. Every time you don't give in to certain things, or like Mayer saying, every time you face the gift that Hashem has given you of whatever that might be, you're showing how much you love yourself and how much you want to grow and how much you believe in yourself, how much you believe and care for yourself. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. We will be Zoha not to speak any Lashon Hara, not to hear any Lashon Hara, Rechilas, to only respect each other. And it's hard. It's very, very hard to see the good because the default is to see the bad. The default is negativity. That is default. Okay. So Hashem will help us and all the Jewish people to speak only good things, to see only good things for us and all of Klal Yisrael. Okay, we begin Parakhas of Mesil Sisharim. And this is a very, uh, a very enlightening point that the Ramchal says about Zrizus. And he says that the reason people are lazy and the reason people don't work hard and the reason people don't do what it is that they need to do is he says there are two main reasons. And I'm going to read them. And he says, Kasher yis'ametz etzala adam godel erech hamitzos verov chovaso bahem vaday she's orer libal avodov lo yisrape mimenu. I'm going to split this into two parts. One is the fact. The fact is, if you want to have a good relationship with anyone, if you want to have a good relationship with Hashem, if you want to have a relationship with Hashem, it's going to depend on how much you are giving, not how much you are taking. Which means any relationship that you want to build, and in any category in your life that you want to build, you first have to recognize what is it that I am responsible to do for her, for him, for it, for Hashem. What am I responsible to give, to do? What is it that I am going to put in to this, whatever it might be? And if you think of anything that you want to have a relationship with, it's not what Hashem can do for me. It's not what Hashem does for me, which we're going to talk about in a second. Because once you put yourself up against what Hashem does for a person, 
That's one of the reasons why a person is lazy and a person doesn't do what it is that he is supposed to do because he's not aware and he doesn't recognize all the blessings that Hashem does. We'll talk about that in a second. The first step is what am I responsible to do in this world? What am I responsible to give to this world? Not what can my wife do for me, not what can my parents do for me, not what could Hashem do for me, not what, for whatever, whatever level, not what my roommate can do for me, but what can I do for everybody who is around me? And what that does is that will make you do things. Because when a person is living in the world of waiting for everybody to do for him, so then I'm not going to be getting up early. I'm not going to be going ahead and cleaning up the table. I'll let the, 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 the person who the yeshiva hired, let him clear off my plate. Why would I clear off my plate? Why would I clear off my plate? That's an attitude of what is that person doing for me? Is it mutter? Is it usr? Do I have to? Do I not? Did my wife ask me to do it? Did my parents ask me to take out the garbage? They didn't ask me to take out the garbage. That's a, that's a perspective of what can someone do for me. So that's the first thing that the Ramchal says will help a person acquire taking action. When your focus is not on being a taker, but your focus is on what is it that I owe Hashem? What is it that I am obligated to do? What's my responsibility? My responsibility is to get up and say Kriya Shema. My responsibility is to put on tefillin. My responsibility is to be nice to people. My responsibility is to learn Torah. That's what my responsibility is. Question, comments on that? Okay. Okay, number two. Yeah, I guess that was either very clear or very unclear. Very clear. Okay, first one. Second, listen to this. And this is going to challenge everybody big time. This is going to challenge everybody big time. How do I get motivated to be a giver? How do I motivate myself to give to Hashem and do for Hashem? Here he goes. Is Haistaklus Erov Hatovos. Gratitude and being thankful. Says the Ramchal, And this is going to be hard to hear. The more a person recognizes how much God does for me, the more I will do for him, which basically means if a person is unmotivated to do for God, it means that you are an ingrate. It means you don't recognize how much God does for you. People say, oh, how am I going to be motivated? What am I going to be motivated with? That's because you don't realize. If you're not doing for your wife, it's because you don't realize how much your wife does for you. If you're not giving and doing for your parents, if you have a difficult, and again, this is hard, we could talk about this. This is a call out on all of us. If you don't 
give to your parents and you don't have a good relationship with your parents, it means you don't recognize all the good that your parents do for you. So someone's going to say, oh, but what about this? But what about this? You don't realize what Hashem does for you. What about this? What about this? Okay, but it definitely outweighs. The good definitely outweighs the bad. Question, comments, please, on this. I'm sure a lot of you have a lot to say on this. I hope so. Question, comments, please. So says the Ramchal. Everybody got it. Based on your, mo- your motivation is a reaction of the, the recognition of how much is done for you. If somebody every day would come and give you $1,000 cash, anything they'd ask you to do, do me a favor, could you do that? Oh, sure. How can I help you? How can I help you? Why? Because you recognize that that person is doing for me. So if you're not motivated in a certain area, it's because you don't realize what that thing is doing or that person is doing for you. If a person would realize every time he learns Torah, what that does for your soul, what that does for your nitzchias, what it does for your parents, for your neshamas, forever, olam haba, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I got to learn, I got to learn. Yes, Yaakov. Yeah, everything. Okay, fine. So, like, it's really just like motivation. It's not like the, the, like, the main factor of what I'm doing. I mean, like, if you have a person or a whatever, and it's not, it doesn't give to you, and like, the opposite, you have very mind, I would assume that doesn't change your responsibility how you should treat it. Correct. But what he's saying, good point, but what he's saying is that what will motivate you to, to give, what will motivate you, is when you realize how much that person is giving. And I'll explain to you, if one, like what Mayor was saying. When I realize that my roommate, who is whatever he is, is giving me an opportunity to work on my needles, which is the greatest gift I could have, then I'll be so thankful to him. That's the perspective. When a person realizes, oh my goodness, the person who I think is my biggest enemy is actually the person who is giving me opportunity. And later, and later down the line, you might see the gift that Correct. you have to deal with. Correct. And now you know how to deal with Correct. it. Just like the Yetzirah, it says, the Gemara says that La'asid, the, the, the tzaddikim, are going to cry when we shech the Yetzirah. Right? The Gemara in Sukkah says, the tzaddikim are going to cry when we shech it. What were they crying for? Oh, they cry. They should, they should have a party. Why? They're crying because they realize how thankful they were to have the Yitzhahara. Because the Yitzhahara is what made them who they are. So you're, you're, your roommate, who you think is a problem, you got to love him and hug him even more. I'll look at you like, oh my gosh, what happened to you? Like, I, I thought I'm, I'm this guy who's bothering you. I thought I'm a no. That's also a way to look at it. That'll motivate you. Make sense? Yeah, Shimon. And you're also looking at it the other way. Like, you don't know how much he's actually working on. So, like, he could probably be so much worse. You know? Mm-hmm. Or I use that scenario. like, yeah, I'll miss a bus. Or whatever. I'm like, oh, the, the problem was if you got there, that I would have done this if I got on. Or if I would have gotten to where I wanted to be at a certain time, then somebody would have spilled their coffee on me. Like, I try to. Not look at the positive necessarily, but look at the negative. I, I probably missed out. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Yaakov. Beautiful.
You also can look at, you know, there's so many ways to be, to be creative. You know, you could say, Baruch Hashem, you could have a roommate in a hospital. You could be in a hospital and have a roommate. I'm, I'm not in a hospital, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in yeshiva. You could have a, right? You could have so, there's so many variables that a person could think about, you know, a little bit like Shimon saying, that a person could say, all oh, wow, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful, right? I remember, I've said this before, I remember, you know, when, when, uh, when I walked more, now I, now I drive to yeshiva or get a ride, so when I used to walk to yeshiva, I used to do my gratitude and talk it out. I remember hearing, like, a lot of noise, you know, uh, from construction. And, like, I like to hear the birds, and I was like, thank you, Hashem, that I'm able to hear, that I could hear the construction, like, thank you, you know what I mean? You, you, you could find in everything the, the, the thankfulness, whatever it might be. And once a person does that, then he's motivated. And what happens is, the reason the Yetzirah keeps us from having gratitude is because if we have gratitude and we're thankful, that's how we store off our day. Moda, thankful, that you will be moving and moving and moving. When you're thankful for life, when you realize the gift of life, why does it motivate a person when someone dies? Why does it say, Tov lechas lebeis avel? It's better to go to a house of mourning than it is to go to a, a wedding because it's a perspective. Time is ticking. Life is a gift. I have so much today. Yes, Yehuda. Um, so back to already point four, like the uh, getting motivation when you notice someone else is giving to you. And, but I think the core of it still is that you Keeps on going. Beautiful. Which is Yehuda, very nice. Which is really the ultimate. That's why they talk of Ish Isha. That's why they talk about a husband and a wife. Like the Kodesh HaKadoshim has an Ish Isha Has a man and a woman in the holiest place. It has a man, has a boy and a girl. And Ish Isha, Isha's title, is the Torah. Is representative of this ultimate relationship. Why? What is it? Because the goal is what Yehuda is saying is that when Hashem is constantly giving me and giving me and giving me, I'll call neshima u'neshima tahalakah. Call neshama, the Gemara says, call neshama tahalakah. Every breath you take, every breath you take is a gift from Hashem. So when a person gives back to Hashem, what's happening? Exactly like you're saying, Yehuda. What's happening is, they're feeding off of each other. Hashem is giving, I'm giving. Hashem is giving, I'm giving. And that's the ultimate relationship when two people or two beings are giving to each other. That is the ultimate. Most of the time, people are either in independent or dependent. Most of the time, as a father to a child, it's not even. It's not even. Right? It's not even in a lot of relationships. But when you have an even relationship where we're both giving and giving and giving and giving, that is the ultimate shlemus of a relationship. And that's for sure with Hashem. Because Hashem is only giving. Hashem doesn't take. Hashem is only giving. 
You only take if you need. Hashem doesn't need anything. Hashem is perfect. Hashem is shlemus. So Hashem is just giving and giving and giving. And our goal in life is to be like Hashem, which is to be a giver. So the more you're a giver, the more you become like Hashem, and the more you connect to Hashem, and that's the ultimate in life. It's the ultimate in life. That's why it ends off. The Sefer is Yesod HaChasidus, because Chesed is Malashen Chasidus, to give, to be a, someone. That's why you get married, to give to your wife. That's why you have children, to give to your children. That's why you live in this world, to give, as the Nefesh HaChayim in Agdama he wrote. That is why we are put on this world. We're put on this world to be givers and givers. And when a person realizes, especially our generation, when we realize in our generation how much we have, how much abundance we have, and the whole purpose of us having is in order to share and to give to others and to, to recognize how much Hashem has given me. Yeah, Zach. Um, what you were saying before with the whole thing with um, gratitude, you were saying about um, how you notice some construction, which is um, the sound of it on the surface is, yeah, it's like really annoying or whatever, and it could disturb your thoughts, especially if you're trying to like, think about something. But um, I think that that's what it means when, um, a, uh, when someone has a, a huge stature in, in Torah and in their perspective in life, and in Chesed, that's why we call them a gadol because they're able to see the the big things and the small things in the world. Right. Because it's seemingly small that oh thank thank you or something that I could hear, which is an amazing thing, because I can hear the construction, which is annoying and it's bothering you, and like you make that into a big thing, it becomes a main focus. Right. Or like I was I was talking to Elio uh, yesterday, Elio in the house, um, and like we were talking about something that happened that like bothered both of us. It was like someone who was like. Whatever somebody made a, a, a huge chil Hashem about it and uh, about something, and um, I was saying I was like when you talk to somebody who's seemingly like a nothing and you treat them like nothing and you tell them you are nothing, you're never going to make it anywhere in life, you're never going to do anything. That's the difference between a person who's a good person and a person who's not, and that's why we call a gadol a gadol because even the seemingly small, insignificant person is treated as a big, as a major, as a big thing in, in that person's eyes. And that's why we're able to call them that, because they are able to recognize the fact that no one is better than anyone else, and that nothing, not one thing that you realize in this world is better than anything else. It is beautiful. However much you put into it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well said. Beautiful. Beautiful. On, on, on what you're saying is that when a person recognizes all, yeah. the, all the little things that Hashem does, people think in relationships with people, it's the big things that you thank them for. Not the big things that you thank people for that create the relationship. It's the day in and the day out of the little things that people do. It's not the big things. It's the little things. That's why when a person, that's when, when a person recognizes what his parents, that's how a person can strengthen his kibbut aim is when you recognize what, 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 did my par- what did my mother do? My mother was pregnant for nine months carrying me. Thank you. My mother gave birth to me. My mother changed my diapers. My parents did whatever they did. They worried about me. They thought about me. So no, no matter how terrible a person's parents are, if you look and you find the good and you find the little thing, like Zach is saying, the little tiny things that will for sure over 
overweigh and outweigh all of the bad that it could be. But what happens is we don't focus on that. When a person doesn't focus on the good, then they'll say, okay, what have you done? What have you done for me? What more could you do for me? And that creates depression. That creates sadness. That creates that the whole world owes me. And when you do it from your parents, you do it from your mother and your father and your siblings and your aunts and uncles and your schools and your rebellion and Judaism and God and everybody, what everybody owes me. Good luck on that. Everybody owes me. But when a person lives in the world that nobody owes me anything. Nobody owes me anything. I owe myself. I owe myself. I owe others. I have a debt to pay to others. So the first thought of that is like, whoa, whoa. You feel that responsibility. But that's exactly the point. Then you get to work. As long as you're waiting for everybody else to save you and to take care of you and to change you and to enlighten you and to fix you. And everybody owes me to have this great life. Yes, Shlaim. Back on uh, what you were saying, like you were saying, the way the relationship started, like you spoke about marriage, that it wasn't Beautiful, beautiful, well said. Beautiful, beautiful. Amazing, amazing. Yes. That's eight times. perspective in life to walk around and just to say thank you and thank you thank you that I'm in yeshiva thank you that I'm alive thank you that I'm here why is a Jew Eitan, why is a Jew called a Jew where's, where's that from Yehuda what does Yehuda mean What does Yehuda mean? Why, why was Yehuda named? It's not maybe. Why was Yehuda named Yehuda? Because Leah said, I want to name him because thank you, Hashem. So a Jew, right? Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. It's a great bumper sticker. It's a great new, whatever it's called, a, uh, a, a meme, right? Which is true. A Jew is a Yehudi, which his essence is. The Chedush Yarim says what I'm saying. I didn't make this up. The Chedush Yarim says, a Yehudi is called a Yehudi because his essence is thankful and thankful and thankful and thankful and thankful. So beautiful, Eitan. Well said, Eitan. So I want to so just end off. I want to end off 
with something very just interesting to note, the math, the spiritual math of what we're saying over here. So it comes out that if you're not motivated in whatever area it is that you're not motivated, it comes out that the reason, according to the way the Ramchal explains it, which is the truth, the Masilzi Sharm is telling us, if you are not motivated, the reason you are not motivated is because you are not aware of all the gifts that you have in that area. You don't realize all the blessings that you have. People think, oh, how do I get motivated? How do I get motivated? So here's the answer. The way you get motivated is you start making a list of all the thank yous that you owe to Hashem. You want to be motivated in a relationship with somebody. Let's say I want to be motivated in the relationship. Oh, I want to have a better relationship with my father. I want to have a better relationship with my mother. How do I do that? Make a list of all the things that they've done for you. Yes, Ellie. I think it's a big thing. Right? Beautiful. Correct. Correct. And I think like Eitan's saying, when you look around, what happens is we're afraid, we're afraid, I don't know if that's the word, but it's the laziness, because the second that I realize that, then I got to get to work. I got to get to work. When I realize that I actually have everything that I need, plus, then what are you doing? And get to work. Get to work. That's, and that's what the Ramchal says. Because we're waiting. We're waiting. What am I waiting for? What am I waiting for? Hashem will help each and every one of us. Yes. Oh, I think you were going to say something. I like to hear it, Benny. Come on. Guys, Benny's talking. Let's hear it. Benny, Benny. Come on, Benny. Benny. Guys, listen up. Benny is talking. To be negative. Wake up in the morning and oh, I got seven hours instead of oh, I could have got six. Right, right, right. So what's what do you do? How do you actually feel it instead of writing that down? Right. So you got. So you want to you want to be aware of it. Talk to somebody about it. Get a notebook. Have a have a notebook. Right. I've I've I know from many people here. Get a notebook and write how many Rabbi Tzvi? How many things does your your wife writes every day? A hundred. A hundred what? hundred thank yous, and that includes non-thank yous. Once in a while I peek and it says thank you for giving me a fat husband and things like that. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Benny. Thanks, Benny. I, I want to say something. That's, that's such a powerful point. That's such a powerful point that I, that I really miss. Maybe we'll talk more about it tomorrow, but I'll, I'll start it today. It's like we were talking with Yaakov before about the roommate. These are the thank yous of the good things. But when a person realizes that even the bad things, so to speak, even the things that are bad for me are the greatest gifts for me. So then I even have to say thank you on all of the negative things. So now you just quadrupled all of your things. It's not just focusing on all of the good that Hashem, that I'm aware it's good. It's realizing that even the challenges that I have are good. 
So that means, like Eitan, you were saying, we're living in bliss. Oh my goodness, it's all Shefa. Hashem is just giving us good. And not only that, not only that, listen to this. Listen to this. We didn't even get to Olam Haba yet. Olam Haba is the good that we're going to get for whatever we're doing here. So when I do a mitzvah, I have to thank Hashem that now I just was conan myself something in the next world. So it's like, yeah, Shlaimi, then Shimon. Wow. Thank you, Rabbi Tzvi. Wow. Also, sometimes if these quote-unquote bad things that we experience, if we know that we're going to come out on the other side stronger and it's going to build us, then it's, it's so much easier. <coughs> Correct. Appreciate that as well. Right. That Beautiful. Right. Yes, Shlaimi. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes Shimon. Uh, two things. One, last night, um, somebody showed me a video that it exploded, So it could, it could be that in your way, in the person's way of doing it, they're not, it's not, they're not processing it enough. Which is maybe I'm not, sometimes you've got to speak it out. Let's say you process it, but I'm being selfish now. I, I, I'm not, everything is coming to me. So, so let's say I stop and I even try to notice so usually, So you, usually my experience, my experience is that, is that when a person talks it out and a person actually says it, not that it stays in your head. If you would stand in a corner and say, thank you, Hashem, for this, thank you, Hashem, for this, and you really are aware, you're not doing lip service, and you really say, wow, thank you, thank you. By the time you get a minute or a minute and a half in, you already start feeling more motivated. That's my own experience. I can't talk for anybody else. Writing for me doesn't do it as much as when I say it, when I talk it out to Hashem, I say, thank you, Hashem, for the most littlest things, I automatically start feeling good and I get motivated. So I don't, you know, I guess you would, you might want to, you know, say it more or say it longer or say, or say it deeper, not just lip service. Yeah, Shlaimi. Part of being thankful about that, but the about that, okay, I think that's what it means. So I think what he's saying is you have to really be in touch. You have to be one of them. You have to realize that I don't deserve all this. Like, and do that. I'm thankful for everything. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Yes. Eight time. Um. If every time 
we get something, we say thank you. Um, and every time someone gets from us, they say thank you. Um, does, are we eventually supposed to be doing bigger and greater things for each other to make the thank yous more uh, meaningful? Or Were you saying as the giver or the receiver? What, what, what that was? Uh, both, in a, in a two-way relationship. Yeah, I mean, God, God willing, you'll see in a marriage, Eitan, it's not, it's, it's just sometimes the, the every day, supper, thank you, again, supper. Again, supper. Again, thank you for laundry. Again, thank you for marrying me, for being, you know what I mean? It, it's the little, like Zach was saying before, in relationships, usually it's the little things, not the big things. The little God. things. It doesn't have to, what? What about with God? Same thing. It's the little things. It's tying your left shoe. Putting on your right shoe, tying your left. It's the little tiny things. It's the consistency. It's the awareness. It's thanking. It's making, right? What are the hardest things to do? To make a bracha. Asher Yatsar. You went to the bathroom. You went to the bathroom. Thank you, Hashem, that I'm able to go to the bathroom. Sorry to say it, right? Thank you, Hashem, that I have coffee that I'm able to drink. The little things. Thank you, Hashem, that I can open up my eyes. I can see. Thank you, Hashem, that I can hear. Thank you, Hashem, that I can talk. Every day. Thank you, Hashem, that I'm alive. And then you get to more higher and higher and higher. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha to be, to be from those who are givers, to be from those who recognize all the blessings that we have. And one of the blessings that we have is that we forget things. That's a big bracha, because imagine if you would always remember and remember and remember, there would be a lot of pain from all your memories. One of the blessings that Hashem has given a person is the fact that you're able to forget, and you're able to move on, and you're able to imagine and create the way you want to live. No matter how many times you fail, think about it this way. How many times have we unfortunately failed? How many times have we done things against Hashem? How many times have we done whatever we wanted to do? And what does Hashem do for us? Hashem says, I'm open, come back to me, come start anew. A person could do the craziest thing. And the next morning, he wakes up, and Hashem is like, have another great day. Rabbah and Munasecha. Hashem has amazing, amazing faith and love in each and every one of us. Hashem will help us all. Let us be Zoha to be thankful. Let us be Zoha to smash our rearview mirrors. Let us be Zoha to realize that we have the gift of today. And through that, we will be Zoha to live today the way we want to and the way we're created to. Have a wonderful day, everybody.